Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat every month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. Delivered to your mailbox every month. Every month. This month's theme is time. time. And quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future 2. The timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Over. So go to LootCrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel to save $3 on your new subscription today. Timey-wimey. Welcome to Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period, with Debbie Kumabel and Kevin Avery. He's so excited to talk about Matt Damon today. <laughs> he can't wait. It's Matt Damon Day for Kevin Avery. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, I, I literally was watching this just purely coincidence, mm-hmm. but I was just looking for something to watch. And uh, Netflix, I saw The Born Identity, and I, I, I haven't watched this in a while, and I put it on. And then you mentioned you were going to drop by, and I was like, I can't. Have this movie playing when Kamal comes. He's going to tell the Denzel. It's Kevin really just sits in his apartment and watches Watches. The Born Identity over and over again. If I'd walked up to the door of your apartment and heard The Born Identity, (laughs) I just would have like started recording on my phone. (laughs) But I did, just so people know, I'm actually in New York. That's why I have the ability to go by Kevin's apartment. Yeah. But uh, Uh, I didn't end up going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, Yeah. Just so a couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, everyone uh, loved Corey on yeah. the podcast last week. Corey Glover. That was uh, was a lot of fun to have him there. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to plan to do that four-way episode with me and Corey and yeah. you and Vernon. Oh, that's right. However that works. Yeah. Uh, Corey, I appreciate him sort of backing me up, the not yeah, backing me up. Yeah, it came back around. Came the, back around. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely have him back. And uh, and we're yeah. also, and also today we're going to talk about uh, Mo Better Blues. Mo Better Blues. Um, you got a lot to say about it, right? Kevin? I do have a lot to say about it, um, but uh, uh, just so let's just yeah. talk about the the Damon. Yeah, we can't we can't go any further. The Denzelts <laughs> have let us know. Liz, our woman on fire, has let us know that the that the uh, Denzelts will not stand for us not to talk about Matt Damon. He so what did he he said. I saw the the the. Uh, he said, "Well, first of all, we know the thing about with with Effie Brown, where he sure com- yeah he, he uh, corrected her ideas about what diversity is. Which yeah, is al- always a good idea. Always you know, a good idea. the crazy thing to, when you're talking to a black woman, it's being sure. for a television show. The crazy thing about that, a to black me, woman producer who's produced movies, of course. Yeah. I I see why he thinks that argument is mm. valid. I I see why he would say that. It's still wrong. No, first, make no mistake. I'm yeah. not defending him. Yeah, don't Damon. No, 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 Don't no, Damon no. blame me. Don't Damon blame no, me. Don't, uh, I see why he thinks that would. I guess why he would feel justified in making that argument but it's still what like that to me when you're talking about no the diversity is just when we put the actors and who's in the film and stuff that to me is the same argument uh, of you know we don't need black head coaches mm-hmm. we just, we just if we can just get you just, all on the field we or we just need good head coaches <laughs> yeah. hire the best ones and they turn out to be wise yeah it's a so i just 
Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, well. then he continued. In an interview with The Guardian, he decided he, since he was so good on the on the diversity talk about, you know, yeah. with, with the black woman, he thought, let me take it to the LGBT community, as many people have found out. And, uh, you know, basically, I mean, it's not, he doesn't, he, he basically, Im, he, the implication that he comes out with is that gay actors should stay in the closet because they will have access to more roles in Hollywood. I think, you know, when I first read the headline, or when I first saw whatever it was on the posts, mm-hmm. the various posts, all I, you know, what you see is Matt Damon says yes, gay actors should stay, stay in, in the closet. closet. And, yeah. and it's like, well, wait, what? And then I read the thing and I, I was like, I know, look, nobody doesn't think that. We've Here's talked the quote. about Here's certain- the quote. But in terms of actors, I think it must be really hard for actors to be out publicly. Damon continued. But in terms of actors, I think you're a better actor the less people know about you, period because he, he's apparently listened to the podcast. And sexuality is a huge part of that. Whether you're straight or gay, people shouldn't know anything about your sexuality because that's one of the mysteries that you should be able to play. As a guy who's very publicly married to a woman, it's not like he keeps his sexuality in the closet. That's why yeah. it's that basically is, the thing where he's assuming, thing he's assuming that heterosexual is somehow normative, so people knowing he's married to a woman allows him to play gay. But the problem is that the culture hasn't accepted that it's okay for a gay man or a gay woman to play straight. That, and that's the problem, that mm-hmm. we accept straight people playing gay. Well, yeah. that, that's because normal is straight, and then you do a little extra yeah. sauce with the gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he, he's not, it's not like he's closeted. If he had closeted his sexuality and we were like, we don't know what he is, yeah. maybe that argument would hold some weight. But because we're all like, hey, he's married, he's got some kids, and he's very, there's pictures of his wife. Like, it's not like he's like, there are some actors who do work to keep it on the down low. Yeah. I don't mean that in the gay way, but just keep their private life private. But he's not one of those people. He's, well, I don't hear him talking about his personal life a lot. We, we just all know. Married, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're right. He just sort of assumes, well, no one knows anything about my but that's sexu- what, but we do we do it's and that's yeah. it's just the, it's 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 white man disease it's just it's just you that you that affects liberals too it's that thing mm-hmm. where it's like he thinks because he's a liberal and he's a super avowed liberal and he's he defended teachers online and he gave did the as we said this before did the VO for the people's history and did the, yeah. the narration for or the VO for for inside job was in and promise he, land he's in promise <laughs> land. yeah he's talking about fracking a lot of stuff talked about fracking that he and he had the water charity like mm-hmm. he's like well I just can't do any wrong I, and yeah. the thing is is that no you, you still gotta you, and and also it's that thing too where he's not. There's this thing Denzel runs into this time back into Denzel. Denzel, like because you're not on the internet, you don't have a you don't have yeah. a Facebook or a Twitter. You sort of don't know what's going on. You don't know what where the conversation talking about. is. Yeah, and so you just sort of say some stuff that maybe ten years ago would have been fine. But like, no, we've moved past that part of the conversation. Yeah, I do. I mean, I you know there is something to. I think the conversation has been had. This isn't yeah. the first thing this the time this has come up where. You know, and Rupert Everett is the actor that sort that yeah, he's he, as he an example. Him as about like he could have been James Bond if not for the fact that he was out, which is like I don't know. Yeah, but was. but I think that's a conversation that's already been had. And Rupert Everett has had this conversation. You know, th- I think this. I think people have said this. I don't think it's a. It, I just it think it's an irresponsible it, thing to say right now. Yeah, it also implies that Rupert Everett is sitting home going, "I shouldn't have come out of the closet." Well, sure. Which we don't. I don't think we know that to be true. Yeah. I don't, no. Yeah. I, I. You know. You can have your opinions. I just. You know. But it doesn't mean you're right, and I think there's a problem yeah. with, and there's a problem with when you get rich and you got a lot of money, and you're also like a, you tend to think that your opinions make you right, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Well, that's what your opinion is. What you know, that's the whole thing about your opinion. You believe that it's right. My whole thing with this is, um, you, <laughs> I guess you got to be careful with who you with 
making your hero about you. I guess, yeah, and uh, because here's it's here's the funny so thing. You're saying in between Damon, this, in yeah. between this, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan got into trouble because of the All Lives Matter thing. Oh yeah, and it's like, and uh, you know, someone on Twitter was talking to me about was was sort of talking to us about, um, you know, how can you are you still going to see The Martian? How can you do that? And that is, you know, and even Jay kind of chimed in like, well, it's forgivable, and yeah. you know, whatever, um, but. I, I just my thing is, man, you, we don't know these people personally, mm-hmm. and so it you you know, man, if if I, if there was a list of all the dumb shit I did mm-hmm. out there, no one would Ooh. be my friend. And I have the list. I mean, let's be clear, I've been collecting the list for years, so it's like, As, you know, and likewise for case. you, we both just have in the case, yeah. just in case it comes to that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like remember a, when I told you to throw my computer out if I didn't come back? That's from right. Iraq. Yes, from Iraq, you went to Iraq <laughs> yeah. with the, to perform for the troops, and you were scared, just, which I thought was funny because like you're going to USO, it'll be fine. Yeah. But you said just throw my computer out if I if something. Happens. Well, I put every, I put a bunch of things in a black bag, and I said just toss it. Just toss uh, it. But anyway, you know, so it's it's. I just love the fact you said it's Matt Damon's his own hero like if he under his under his suit he opens it up and he's got like a his superhero costume is a picture of him on his chest yeah <laughs> but i you know i just think we you kind of have to I, I nothing surprises me anymore and so uh you know what are you what are you gonna do i just i, you know, I know i don't yeah. know i just feel like we 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 know too much about people it feels like we me and matt damon have been in a beautiful relationship for a long time and we just got to the part where he farted under the bed and then pulled the covers over my head and i don't appreciate that he dutch ovened me oh Okay, you know what? We're going to take a break on that note. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month, there's a different theme, and they're all inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from the pop culture franchises. Previous greats have included items from um, from franchises like Star Wars and uh, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legends of Zelda, and many more. This month's theme... Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice is in yes. there. Yeah. yeah. Fried yeah. Green Tomatoes, too. Uh, <laughs> Terms of Endearment, that crate was amazing. All, all those things. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future 2. Is that now? Are we are we sure that's when that happens? You know, know every once in a while the, on the, the internet. Meme, the meme. Yeah. The memes um, come up. They go, it's today, and everybody freaks out and goes, oh, it's so fun. It's today. And then and then Snopes goes, it's, not, it's still not today. Yeah. yeah. It's well, still not today. I'll tell you what. If you're going to trust anybody about this, it should be the people at Loot Crate because these, the, these are the folks who know. These are the geeks who know. Yeah. Um, as well as that, they're celebrating the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and the <clears throat> timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. Is that a British expression? Because it's in all the ads, and I'm just is that what is, is timey-wimey like a catchphrase for Doctor Who or something? I don't. It feels like something Paul McCartney. Yeah, just, would I just say I, when I, I just feel like maybe there maybe it's a, I don't I'm not a Doctor Whoer. I've never been a Doctor Whoer. I want to start watching and I haven't. Yeah. And uh, maybe the folks at Loot Crate can get me into it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Loot Crate is like a friend. See, maybe they can get me into Doctor Who. Yeah. A friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. And that and it, present is always on timey-wimey. Exactly. And by the way, did we mention that they ship to over 13 different countries, too? You have until the 19th. You, that, actually, you actually didn't mention that. It's weird that you'd say, did we mention that? Because you, you've only been reading this for like a, like a minute, and you, you would have heard yourself say it. You would I remember. guess, yeah. Yeah. 
Or didn't. did I mention it? And I didn't know because there's some sort of weird time. It's like a Doctor Who thing. It's a we time jumped a little oh, bit. God, this yeah. is so timey. Are you the new Doctor Who? <laughs> Are you I the- am. <laughs> it is about time we had a black Doctor Who. No, nobody cares. Come no, on. it's not. No, it's I not. It's just nobody cares. Even, I don't. I mean, watch people care about Doctor Who, but let's not. Let's let's no. Let's, I don't. I don't I, watch Doctor. I mean, who I'm sure somebody cares. I'm sure there are black Doctor Who friends who care, but let's, it, on the aggregate, we don't. We don't need to get black people. We got a lot going on right now. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Our plates are full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. No more. Nothing. Timey, why me? Yeah. So go to lootcrate.com slash Denzel and enter code Denzel. That that applies to you too, Denzel, to save three dollars on your new subscription today. Welcome back to Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time period with Debbie Kamal Bell and Kevin, you ain't taking away my Matt Damon Avery. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> can't, you just can't. We've been there. We went through this with Tom Cruise. I mean, not to go back mm. in this. We did. No, I'm just saying, remember when we watched uh, Mission Impossible 6 or Mission Impossible 3? We were mm-hmm. reviewing it for Cisco Negro. Mm-hmm. And it was when he was going through all the craziness. Scientology with, stuff. Yeah. And we watched that movie and we went, oh, you know what? Guess what? We don't really care. about. I mean, this is arguably a different <laughs> thing. This is arguably I, a different thing. I still thing. don't really care about Scientology. But, yeah. I do kind of care about diversity and, and uh, of the course. LGBT community. Of course. I'm just saying, it, that was the moment it was hard. I was like, man, I know you got to do some really crazy shit for me to go. Yeah, All right, I can't. I'm done with you. I can't well, watch. Uh, we'll, yeah. s- we'll keep our eyes open because there's yeah. still more Project Runway to come this yeah. season. Uh, Project, uh, Project Greenlight. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't call it Project Greenlight. Matt Damon hosting Project Runway. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, if he wants to get back in with the LGBT community, <laughs> right? gonna, we might have to take – that's the beginning. That's not going to do all of it. Yeah. That's the beginning of it. But, um, we're not here to talk about that, though. We're here to talk about uh, 1990s Mo Betta Blues. Direct, who was that directed by again? <laughs> who was that <laughs> I think Shel- Shelton Lee, actually. Right, right. Uh, some people call him Spike. Shelton Lee. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee and, and uh, starring uh, starring Spike and Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes and and Giancarlo Esposito and uh, Mina Zillion. Uh, yeah, you Samuel know. Jackson peeps his head in there. Yeah, Bill Nunn, uh, John Turturro. Charlie Murphy pops up for a second. Cinda Williams is in there. Uh, Joie Lee. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, it's like it's amazing to watch that and go, that's the, like, I mean, all those people, you know, all many of those people went on to have careers and headline their own movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and TV show projects. And uh, and this is also a great movie because we talk every once in a while, we talk about great uh, Denzel character names. And man, Bleak Gilliam, mm-hmm. you can't really get better than that. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're going to get into that. I mean, the, the, the original plan was we were trying to get Ava DuVernay to talk about this movie mm-hmm. with us. And for whatever reason, that did not work Kevin, out. Kevin? Yeah. Um, it actually worked out. Well, no, actually, clearly it didn't. We're sitting here. We're, for this, first of all, we're in the same city for once. And there's an empty chair sitting next to no. us. So No, no, no. It's not. No, I guess I'm I gotta be clear. It's not that it's about to work out or it's working out. It already worked out. Is this a bit? Are you doing a, you're not. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, I uh, already did the interview with Ava. I just did it without you, dude. This is not what we do. It, it just, it just was a schedule thing you and did timing. The, first of all, just, when? It's a week ago. I don't know. I don't know. What the hell was I doing? What is yours? It's probably you're probably doing something awesome. Probably you were some. You were doing something awesome. Oh, so okay. See, this is. 
Do you guys still think I have everything? Well, I was, let's just say I tried to rebalance the scales a little bit, and uh, she was great. So we, uh, John, <laughs> why don't we play the interview? Uh, Kevin, you can oh, listen to it with you. See, this right. is fun. You'll be able to listen with the Denzelets. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's it'll great. be like you, you, yeah. like you're listening to the podcast. Sure, it's like I'm just a listener. Yeah, now. yeah. It's just it'll be fun. Your, your name came up, but anyway, don't worry about it. We'll get to it. Uh, John, why don't we play? Uh, my interview solo with mm. Ava DuVernay on uh, Denzel Washington's Greatest Actor of All Time period hosted by uh, W. Kumabo. Mm. So here we go. Okay. Just, it's sort of, I feel, I feel very self-conscious of this right now. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome to Denzel Washington is the Greatest Actor of All Time period with W. Kamau Bell, no Kevin Avery, and special guest, the director of Selma, Ava DuVernay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we in here. We in here. Yeah. That's, That's another, another thing. thing black people say. Yes, we've already been talking about things black people say. We've uh, Where do you stay is one of them. Where do you stay? That's my favorite. I don't know why that. It just... Literally, I've said that to white friends, and they just look at me like, mm, I don't understand. <laughs> Where do you stay? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where do you stay? It's so black and fabulous. I love it. It, it sounds like they us. think it's a philosophical question. Like, where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally? I stay, therefore I am. Yes. Where, where do you stay? Yeah. Right. So anyway, hello. I'm happy to be here with you. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, it's a uh, you have to be one of the busiest human beings on earth. So I appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us. I'm a little busy, but it's good. Yeah, I'm well, happy to be here. Yeah, and we're happy you're busy. So we don't want to take too much of your time because you're out there uh, making the world better through art, which is important. Okay, well, I, I'll take that, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's pointed that out to you, Ava. But thank you for appreciating it. <laughs> Of course. Uh, well, yes, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're super excited to have you. We're going to talk about uh, Mo Better Blues. Uh, we asked you which Denzel movie you want to talk about, and it was quite clear that was the one. <laughs> that was very cool. That's the one. That's, That's like, do you get a lot of people wanting to talk about that? We, ha- no? we it's, it's, There's a few movies that are recurring that you, people from all, it's really, really people from very different backgrounds want to talk about Mo Better Blues. I think because it's a music movie, it's a Spike Lee movie. It's an early Denzel movie, so yeah, this is you have you have earned the spot that people have fought for. <laughs> oh, so I'm not repeating what someone else has done. No, you are, you are not repeating it. Somebody, oh, this is the first Mo Better. Oh, this is the, that's yeah. fantastic. No, you are yeah. not. There has there's been mentions of it because it's hard to talk about Denzel sure. without. But no, you sure. get the first you get the first crack at it, and then everybody else will be swimming in your wake. So love it. Yeah, that's my my style. Fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Get behind me. Let's do this. Yeah, okay. let's, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so before we get too deep into Mo Better, I've, I would be remiss, and I'm sure you've... Yeah, sir, first of all, I follow you on Twitter, so I've seen you tweet about all this stuff, but I just... I would be remiss for our fellow Denzelets without bringing up... You know, there's been a lot of diversity talk uh, after Viola Davis's Emmy speech, and and also with Effie Brown on Project Greenlight, which is becoming, in my opinion, the Effie Brown show. Uh, and I just... And you've just... You have this organization, Affirm... Array. Array, we I'm expand, sorry. We, we expanded, we rebranded. You didn't see all the press I, I did, I just, I did, you know what happened? Oh, I just got the name wrong. I knew you switched the name. Yeah. Okay, yes. Array, it's, it's, a, it's a collective of people who love film and support filmmakers of color and women filmmakers. You know, so often we're watching films through one dominant gaze, the white male gaze. And so, you know, women of all kinds, people of color of all kinds, really supporting, amplifying films by us. And so that's what Array does. Well, that, well, that is well appreciated because we talk about it on the podcast a lot how 
uh, because Denzel Washington is such a big star, and he and and also because of how he does his movies and how he chooses to do his movies, he he ends up his movies have a lot of working black actresses in them. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's just a sense that like he because of how, there's always a, there's so first of all there's always a wife, but there's just always a sense of like that you when you when we because we've been looking at a lot of his movies, you go oh it's, you see actresses you've seen a lot of other things that end up being in it, that he. I guess I don't know how that works exactly, but they end up being in his movies, and it's just an opportunity that there's because there's not a lot of jobs out there for working black actresses. Right, right. Well, you know, Denzel's wife is a big is a big, <laughs> you know, a big role in these films, and so uh, yeah, it's lovely to see all the actresses that he's employed, or not he's employed, yes, but that yes. have been employed through that association. But you know, I mean, we are talking about not even a drop in the bucket, a molecule in the drop in the bucket in terms of the representations that we should see. And, you know, I'll say, you know, yeah, you playing his wife, but, you know, yeah, you're no. not, you're tangential, you're not the center, like Absolutely. films that are centered around black women. Don't get me on my black woman festival. <laughs> I will stay up here and do, <laughs> and do a full State of the Union. That's but, a, yeah. we, can, we can skip Mo Better Blues. I'm fine with it. <laughs> we can talk about Mo Better Blues anytime. <laughs> okay, right. stop. Just hold on. I just, I just want to say, I, I could listen to a good solid hour of. We talk, we keep talking about tangential podcasts. Yes, yes, <laughs> we, yes. I'm like, wow, what, what would that have sounded like? The state, the state, Ava DuVernay, state of the black union, the state of the black woman union, oh state my. of the whatever she wants to call it. Yeah. Could you imagine getting to hear that every year? Uh, well, and now Ava DuVernay will give us the <laughs> state of the black woman union. Like uh, that yeah, would yeah, be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, we we come back to that again. So all right. Again, okay. Again, really sorry you couldn't be there. Let's keep, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up, John. <laughs> right. But no, I think you know it, 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 those representations are important. You know, the images affect the way we see ourselves and the way that we are seen. By and so it's it's just crucial that they be full bodied and fully formed. You know. So I mean, I love uh, one of the Denzel films that I love is uh, Antoine Fisher. And, you know, my good friend Sally Richardson plays his wife in that film. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, that was a big part for her. Mm -hmm. You know, but she walks in and and out of the room three times. Like, that's the big part. And so when you put that in the context of, you know, what our actresses have to get excited about, you know, I mean, it's it's not really a beginning, middle, and end in terms of character development. So, I mean, his part in 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 in, in making sure that it's a sister, I have to commend because he mm. usually always does have a black wife, yes. which is fantastic. Um, but um, but yeah, we need more. Yes. That's why I'm here, and others like me are here to make sure that that happens. Well, we well we certainly appreciate it, and I mean, I, yeah. you know, it, a lot of that the press is the mainstream press is like brought attention to that since Viola Davis's Emmy speech that you know, mm-hmm. it, which I feel like it's like her win was historic, and that speech is then historic after the after the win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the speech was beautiful, and that night overall was so um, just really. Fantastic. Viola, Uzo Aduba, Regina King, uh, even seeing, you know, Taraji and Carrie mm-hmm. presenting as a part of that whole, you know, um, that whole space mm-hmm. where we've been absent for so long. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, big, big night, you know, but putting it all into context, I mean, I put it out, out a tweet that that category that Viola won for has been in existence since 1953. Mm. My mother, my mother, because I'm a grown woman of a certain age. My mother was born in 1954. Oh. So this category has been around yeah. 
throughout my mother's whole lifetime and my whole lifetime, and yet a black woman had never been deemed worthy in her performance, in her work, in her art to be given that award. It makes you, yes, celebrate Viola, but think about all of the sisters who had been um, dismissed yes, and all the work that's not been given. And so it's really challenging for me, even when people were talking about Selma and Oscar time, it's really challenging for me to celebrate absence just because mm-hmm. someone becomes present. Like, I really love Viola Davis, and mm-hmm. her performances are uniformly supreme. Um, but I just think of all the other actresses who I also would have loved and who would have given great performances who never got the chance. And it's because a certain body has withheld that from them. So uh, so anyway, I generally uh, start to put my fist up in the air at this yeah. point. But yes. I'm going to keep it down right now because this is a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to keep it light. That's right. That's, but, but I... I but, certainly wanted to ask. And, yeah, and yeah, but no, I'm I'm thrilled for her. You know, yes. you just have to put it in context. But I'm I'm thrilled for her personally, and I know that she. The reason why I love her speech is because she brought attention to exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and she, you know it, what I mean. She and seemed so to she, be aware she of the. Understands it. Yeah, 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 for yeah sure. the same thing you felt like she couldn't be up there. Like, yay, we finally won, everybody. We finally exactly. won. Yeah. And she didn't. You know, yeah. she she's a badass. You know, she called attention to what should be said and. Through through uh, a nice elegant amount of shade and yes. you know, <laughs> elegant shade, <laughs> elegant shade. Um, it's a new fragrance. I guess. And <laughs> it smells like history. <laughs> <laughs> smells like history. Yeah, so it's good. I, but we stop for a second. It was a fun mode. I would just like to say I totally awesomely <laughs> oh tagged Ava DuVernay's awesome joke. I, I just like to be clear. And I made her laugh quite hard at that moment. Uh, so that's that's in my bio. Uh, tagged Ava DuVernay's uh, elegant shade joke. Uh, kudos to you. Um, also, Denzel, it's if I don't see, <laughs> I, if I don't see some uh, hashtag elegant shades on Twitter, I don't know what's what. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or if we don't see one of those awesome photoshops about what the bottle of elegant shade uh, <laughs> cologne or perfume looks like, then we've ha- we've ceased to do our job. Oh Denzel. my god, elegant shade! Are you kidding? I, that was a that was a moment I remember. Just like I just I just tagged her joke. I just uh, I tagged her joke. No, that's uh, hats off to you there. Yeah, also, uh, I love that she talked about her black power fist being yeah. being down. First of all, it, it immediately drew me back to your old joke about your black power fist being the, being down. The, the several levels of the, the black power fist. Yeah, exactly. And she she I like that she knows where she wants to put her black power fist at any given she moment. Knows. Oh man! Uh, all right, yeah. uh, let's uh, keep yeah. keep it going. Keep really, it going. Really wish you could have been there. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good, but it was a, it was a fun night, and we had a little commercial that aired. Carrie Taraji and Mary and I had a little Apple oh, commercial yeah, that aired yeah. that night as well, and so it was fun to see the sisters on you know on the show and off the show that night. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting to see that. I really appreciate the the fact that there's there's this putting forth of a unified front, you know. Of like, hmm. or not maybe not a front. It's like we're we're in the well, like you said, we're in here. We are in here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's yeah, that it's not that it's not a bunch of individual black actresses who are in here. We're right. in here, and if and like even the moment where uh, I think uh, Taraji hugged Viola yeah. on the way to the stage, it's just like it, it, you know, I'm sure she would have loved to won, but it's like we we are doing this together, which is really right. Right. No, no, that, that's, see, I don't even think of, I didn't even think of that, but I see that that, what that looks like for yeah. people that aren't black women, yeah. it looks like, it is, you know, a, a sense of togetherness, yeah. which, you know, it could be something very different. It could yeah. feel competitive 
or catty or distant mm-hmm. or all mm-hmm. of that stuff, but there's a real warmth. And it, it's real, having been around all those ladies. I mean, everyone's trying to shine, mm-hmm. as we all are. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why we shine, because we try to shine. Yeah. But, um, but also, you know, enjoying seeing the, the next sister shine. And so I, that's really true for even on the set with Taraji and Mary and, and uh, Carrie that day that we did our commercial. It's just mm-hmm. a real warmth there. And, you know, Alfre Woodard has a, a annual gathering in L.A. Um, oh, wow. uh, where she just brings together a bunch of actresses, all the black actresses, just to come together and just be... <laughs> Be, I mean, it's quite a room. Sometimes, uh, one time, I, the last time I was there, I was. They usually don't invite directors, but I was invited last year, and um, I was like, "Wow!" If a brother wow. stumbled on this room right now, he would actually just pass out. It's every. <laughs> it is, I'm serious. It is every black actress you can think of. Is wow! At one time, just them. Yeah. Join each other, talking, laughing, talking about. You know, whatever the sisters talk yeah, about, yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful. So yeah. I appreciate what they're talking. I appreciate what they're talking about. Is none of my business. I- <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So no, it was, it, it, it's fun and it's, hold on. And it's great hold that on. that camaraderie is there. Stop it. We got, we got to find this meeting. No, we don't. I just want to hang out with no, those guys. Nope. Nope. It sounds like nope. she's having nope. an actual black business. people. No, yeah, but it's a black woman meeting. You had that moment at the family reunion where you went into the room where all the black women were, and they looked up at you like, "Did you get lost?" <laughs> That's they would be like that times a billion. The punch is over there. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, Grandma. Yeah. No, no, no. They, all they, right, they don't need us. They don't need us. Never mind. It's great that that camaraderie is there. You're right. Oh, that's cool. Well, 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 uh, well. Next time we'll have to have you back for the uh, Ava DuVernay State of the Black Woman <laughs> Union, <laughs> where you can okay. put your fist up as high up in the air as you want to, and we that's will, right. and we will not let you. We will, we won't take a break. We'll just let it go until you run out of air. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> but this I time, like that. Uh, you certainly we want to respect your time, and I know. And so we're here to talk about uh, how we believe me and my co-host Kevin Avery, who's not here. Uh, that uh, how de- I regret that he's not here. I, I mean, I, I, I do too. I, I, please tell, give him my best. Oh. I enjoy you guys together. So, well, thank you. We we enjoy yeah. together. But you should know something about Kevin. Uh, Kevin has everything. This is the first thing in life he hasn't gotten. In Damn it! Is to talk Damn to you it. on the phone. Other, okay. he, he has everything. Come out! Come out! What are you doing? Here's the thing, man. I had no idea I was going to be able to work that in. I didn't plan on it. I wasn't looking for it. And she just gave me an opening. It was an alley-oop. I was running down the break. I'm I'm James Worthy. And Ava DuVernay is Magic Johnson. She just threw it up. And I was like, well, it's up there. I got to go get it. I didn't. I got to go get it. What am I going to do? Let it just fly into the rafters? Here's what's going to (laughs) happen. I'm going to. One day, I hope to meet her. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like that moment with Corey. Yeah. Where I tried to tell him, no, Kamal's wrong. And he, the first thing out of his mouth to me is, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about mm-hmm. that free laptop. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't, you can't be saying this in front of company. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't plan on bringing it up. Ava, oh. Ava, Ava sort of took me there and I, and I honored the moment. Now so. the director of Selma. Yeah. Knows thinks ever- I have everything. No, Not knows. 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 Thinks. Just, again, I'm real sorry you weren't there. Keep playing it. Kevin has everything. This is the first thing in life he hasn't gotten in his life, <laughs> is to talk to you on the phone. Okay. He, he has everything. He was, he was at the Emmys because he was nominated for Last Week Tonight as, part of, as one of the writers. 
So, I see. Okay. so he was in the room for the Viola Davis speech. So I feel like I just he he gets to take a break this time. Okay, <laughs> all right. I hear you, brother. But, okay. No, but, hey, well, bye, Kevin. We're doing this. But certainly, I forgot about that. She just by Felicia me, essentially, with my own name. Oh, all right. Continue. All right. Bye, Kevin. We're doing this. this, ah. this, this okay. But certainly he, he wishes he could have been here. We just wanted to make this as smooth as we could. Uh, Got it. Because he's in New York. But uh, so, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, the first thing we do on the show when we have a, a, a special guest is we want to know what your top five Denzel Washington movies are. And you may have thought about this before. You may have never thought about it before. It's fine to sort of I, work your way through I have never thought about it before. Um, so I'm quickly bringing up my IMDb. I know Antoine Fisher. Okay. Uh, and it, that film's not even really about him. I mean, it's a Denzel film when you think about it. But yeah. he's, you know, you think of Derek Luke, but it's his construction. As a director, yeah, I don't expect yeah. what he was able to put together in that. I thought it just had a real poignancy and beauty mm-hmm. to it. And, uh you know, like we're talking about Viola. That yeah. Thing Viola stands out. Yeah, we we so talked about that here, about that, that should we call it the glory tear? I'm sure you're familiar with the glory tear. Single tear. One yeah. single glory tear. Yeah, yeah. she does I that. Mean, all... I don't know. She does, it, she does the glory tear, tear better than he does his own glory tear. <laughs> I mean, she's like, okay, that's how you do it. This is how I do it. Bam, one drop. There well, we go. talked about, like, is that was maybe that was the audition. She just walked in the room and just sort of let one tear go. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, no, see, that's fantastic. But then also to be able to identify and nurture, like, two very young actors with Mm -hmm. Joy Bryant and Derek Luke in that and the chemistry that they had. Like, I remember, you know, some scenes between the two of them pop into my head as well Mm -hmm. um, uh, on the ship. And Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, and just the, the flashbacks, the use of it. So anyway, as a director, for whatever reason, I gravitate toward that film that and call sense. that his film, even though I don't really remember his character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name was. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was kinda, but he was there, and he had a wife, and that, my, his wife was my homegirl, Sally. So yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, we talked about um, the show but, about the moment when, at the end, when Derek Luke comes in to meet his new family for the first time, or his family that he hadn't been close to. Oh, yeah. And how, like, I was watching the movie, and I was just like, this is good. I like it. I'm enjoying it. And the moment he walks in and sees, like, old black people and a table full of fried chicken. I was just like, I just started crying. Just like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we all want to go right. into that room. You just, yeah, the warmth of that. Wow, that just made me emotional as you said it, because I remember in the way that that shot is just so finally he's home. Oh, that yeah. was a good little movie. It was a good movie, yeah. I mean, what I didn't see really it back in the day, because I thought I was, it was, it was too, it, I was too tough or something, but uh, now that I got two daughters, I'm not tough anymore. I'm not even trying to claim it. <laughs> Don't even try. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's a really good film. Okay, good. So I yeah. feel good about Antoine. Fisher. Oh yeah, don't, yes, yes. Um, okay, um, Mo Better. Obviously, because we're going to discuss it in detail, yes. I would have to say is my all-time favorite Denzel film. Okay. Um, we will get into that in more depth. Yes, Devil in a Blue Dress. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, love Devil in a Blue Dress. Love the world. Love you know. I'm from. Southern California, oh, yes. Compton, South Central, seeing yes. that, it, you know, it was just, it reminds me of old pictures of my grandmother with the swagger and yeah. Don Cheadle as mouse, and it's like, okay, I just love everything. I just, <laughs> we, talked so about that one, we talked about that one in the show. I remember at the time I felt this way, too, and I watched it again. 
the it's a it's I love that movie and I and I but Don Cheadle it's it's kind of like Antoine Fisher Don Cheadle when he walks in he's like Denzel I'll take the movie thank you very much no he's <laughs> like um I'm gonna be um this is gonna be Grand Theft yeah, in, yeah. in right now yes. um, is this a stick up yep I'm, I'm taking, taking this scene and this scene also <laughs> yeah. and please include this one as well yeah no killing it um yeah. and and you know who was Don Cheadle we want yeah. I I did, you yeah. know as a whenever I saw that film had no sense yeah. of who he was or hadn't been aware, yeah. and yeah. my gosh, talk yeah. about scene stealer. Yes. Um, so yeah, Cheadle, and um, and yeah, black director Carl Franklin. Yes. Let me shout out the directors. There Carl Franklin, fantastic uh, filmmaker, directed that, and so Love Devil. Um, this might be a little controversial. Yeah. I think I have some affection for it because I was the publicist for this film. Oh, okay. So so I used to be you might publicist. be biased. You might be a little biased. I, might, I think I might be biased. Um, I was a publicist for over a decade before I became a filmmaker. Yes. Uh, so all in my 20s, right out of college, I was a publicist for mm-hmm. other people's films. Mm-hmm. You're, really, you're, really, you're really soft-selling this before you say the movie. You're really I'm just put- trying to <laughs> create a foundation okay. of sympathy right. for as I get into what the film is. Uh-huh. The main thing I remember about the film, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, and it's no disrespect because... Listen, I used to have a weave as well, uh, <laughs> but it's the Nas weave, uh-huh. but it, and it's curl and it's color. Yes. But um, it would be out of time. Oh, my God. Um, as soon as you said Sanaa, I was like, she's going to say out of time. I'm going to say out of time, and as you see, I am fully aware that I have to preface with certain foundational Here. elements to let you understand where I'm coming from. Well, here's what you don't know, because we talked about, you listen, <laughs> you've listened to the, uh, the Omar Dorsey episode, and so I just did. full disclosure. Closure. Uh, what you are unaware of is that Out of Time is the movie that bonded me and Kevin Avery as Denzel Washington. <laughs> over, yeah, that, that was the movie that we're like, he's the greatest actor of all time because it's such a B movie. And he, there's really no, there's no part of him that play, I mean you have you don't understand what's happening right now. Kevin Avery is listening to the podcast and screaming because he's so ex- <laughs> he's so mad he's not here right now. Uh, but he's it, everywhere. So yeah, he's everywhere. But literally. We the we 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 me and Kevin came up with the term called Matt Whitlocking or Whitlocking it when you are in a bad situation of your own design and you have to work your way through it just through sweat and elbow grease. So that's that's how embedded that's that movie is in us. Accurate. That, I mean that film. It's the kind of film where you're like, why are you here, sir? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. What was going on that made you see this and think, yeah, let's do it? I felt like it was and, like Carl. They were mad that him and Carl Franklin were like, we we should have done more Devil in a Blue Dress movies. Uh, it Miami's <laughs> nice this time of year. I don't know. I don't know. But he he you know he's committed. He's committed. And that's Whitlock in it, I guess. Yeah, he that's Matt Whitlock. Yeah. The so we his, this character named Matt Whitlock has, is a is a ver, is a verb. Sometimes on Twitter, our Denzels will be like, "I had to Matt Whitlock it today at work." Like it just means <laughs> I got my it was my fault, and I had to get out of it, and I just barely got out. So you you have no idea how much that means to us that you that that, that you would name that movie. I am now taking on that verb into my vocabulary. Yeah. I will be using it. Wow. Had, had yeah. To, had to Whitlock it. Had to Matt Whitlock had to Whitlock it. it. <laughs> it's all about that scene where he's in the. We got it from that scene where he's 
He's like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, how many times you've seen the movie. I've seen it many times. Uh, uh, probably less than you. Yeah, but, but there's the a scene where he, there's like a whole thing with a fax machine, and he's trying to fax his, to get his his uh, phone records faxed, and they want to, and his and uh, his ex wife is Eva Mendez is trying to get him, and he's trying to f- screw the fax machine up and and cut and paste, and it's this whole crazy <laughs> n- nonsense of a scene that doesn't make any sense if you understand how technology works, but. <laughs> For the movie, it's like he just barely gets through. So we're like, "That I've had that day before." <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All yeah, right, no, this... that's uh, that's that would have to be a top fiver. Okay. And then the last, I'll say Malcolm X, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it, you just, of course. What are we talking about? That's okay. <laughs> this is in no particular order. Well, you said uh, you said more yeah. better number one. Uh, I know my my bad is number one. Everything else falls in no particular order. Okay, are you sure? You sure you don't want to put? I was going to ask you to put it in order. Are you sure you don't want to put it in order? Oh, okay. Gosh, um, order. Yeah. Okay, Ma- uh, Mo Better, Malcolm X, Devil. Did I say five? Yeah. You got Antoine Fisher and, and out of time. Oh yeah, so, uh, uh, Antoine Fisher then out of time. All right, all right. There it is. That's that's, that's, that's the official. The that's the official Break, breaking yeah. news here. Ava DuVernay, <laughs> fan of Out of Time. All right, that's we're gonna see that on Gawker and uh, <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> I know. Wow, that film is so award-winning, pleasure. respected filmmaker Ava DuVernay likes the B movie Out of Time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, well, thank you. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and get right into uh, Mo Better Blues like we should. Yay. Okay. I mean. Yeah, Kevin. That is a lot to process. <laughs> uh, starting with the fact that, I mean, to go, if I'm going back, um, her, her homie is Sally Richardson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who I had a huge crush on. Yeah, that I remember seeing her at like a some sort of baseball game event in San Francisco or at Oakland, an Oakland A's thing, and I have a picture with her oh. where I'm j- like just beaming. She's just like, in. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, love the top five, of course. Out of time. Out of time. I feel like she just vindicated because a lot of the zealots have been like, well, I don't know about that. You guys mm-hmm. in this movie, I feel like I don't know. I watched it and I didn't get it. And now that Ava DuVernay, the director of Selma, uh, said that that's in her top five, even though she gave it a lot of caveats mm-hmm. and was d- involved in the public publicity, publicity sure. behind the movie, but still, it's in her top five. We just, Denzel, you got to back off out of time now. Either I, get on or get off. Yeah, and I love the fact that she actually was a part of this film. Yeah. Without us even knowing all this time. Yeah. That's great. And that she was so like, oh, I don't know if I should say this. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. And I was like, what is it? And then she said, Sanaa's weave. I was like, no. Yeah, I, she said that. And for some reason, I was just like, well, what you I saw it. It just went right past you. It went right past you. I saw it. weave was in the... Ma- I mean, I yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. You know, I should just take this moment to say, and uh, I... It was... Uh, I wish I could have talked to her. Actually, I mean, for a lot, you know, a lot of, of reasons. Course. But um, I, did, I forgot to talk about this when we were discussing the Emmy thing. I looked. We were sitting at our table, and I looked at the table, like sort of in front of us, mm-hmm. and just this brother sitting by himself. It's mm-hmm. David Oyelowo. Yes, and I was like, he's just sitting there. Yeah. It's a big Hollywood thing. People yeah. are. He just sat down and chilled <laughs> by himself, and I was like. I'm just gonna go talk to him. Wow! And I just waltz up to his table. Wow! 
And you, was, you forgot to tell us this and all the other awesomeness. I can't. Be, I know there was so much going on, and later I was like, "Oh, I forgot to tell this story." Yeah, but I was telling him like Omar had, was on the show. Yeah, I talked about the show with mm-hmm. him. He's like, "Oh, cool," and I mentioned Omar and stuff, and it was funny to see even him. He was. I go. I go. How you know? How you doing? You're. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just taking all this in. I mean, this is. Um, look at this. This is crazy." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, it was weird." It's just well, like, he, he. I mean, he's not as brand new as you are into this. No, but. I just I was looking on the internet. He was in Jack Reacher. Hmm. He's, mm. Yeah, he's the he's like the black cop who's like that's right. Jack, I don't know what you're doing here, but you really got to That's right. And I'm like, he was not. Nobody went. Did you see him in Jack Reacher? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not that yeah. that's a huge spoke, but he like it, it wasn't that long ago. He was yeah. not in that room in the same. You know, so very it, true. So I'm yeah. sure he's yeah. That's cool. Uh, but anyway, wow, this is a, this is amazing. This so is, yeah. yeah. So let's take a break and uh, we'll, well, we'll take an actual ad break and, uh, and then get back into the interview. Yeah, you're you actually might need to take a little, few minutes just because you're sweating a little bit. Um. Yeah. It's it's. Hmm. Mm. Look. Uh, if you're like me, you hate shaving. It's the worst. Right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. I had to shave uh, yesterday. Did not care for it. Uh, luckily, you you don't grow much of a beard. So was that the first time in a year and a half or so? No, I grow enough of a beard that yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta go at it. With it's, it's not it's not it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. It causes it could cause razor burns. Uh, Nick, I luckily don't get razor burns, but when I use regular blades, I I, I rip my face to shreds. We we have what you call black man face. Very sensitive to razors. Yeah, and yeah, bu- yeah, and bullets. But anyway, uh, shaving can be a pain. We know that, right? Yeah, and it's on top of that, it's it's very expensive. Yes, but uh, Harry's, on the other hand, different different deal here. About half the price of the other big branded blades. That's the one thing, and they ship for free to your front door, right there. And they're better. You know why they're better? Because they're made in Germany, where everything good comes from. It's true. <laughs> And you know what? Harry's liked the Germany factory so much, they just bought the entire factory there, which is uh, what I plan to do with the Apple Corporation someday. Wow. I didn't... Well, I didn't Things have been going well. Yeah. Things have been going well. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. I guess what we're trying to say is why pay 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades? Uh, it's half the price when you go to Harry's. And with Harry's, you'll get a better shave that respects your skin and your face and your legs. Wherever you're shaving, it respects it, those things. Even your naughty areas, it respects your naughty areas. Especially those things. Uh, so no more poor quality blades. No, and you don't have to get into the, the uh, that's the other thing too. You go to get your razor blades and you have to go, you have to get someone to mm-hmm. open the cabinet at, at whatever store yeah. you're shopping at. Are you got to hit that button where it makes an announcement to tell everybody you need razors. We need a clerk over at the razor blade section because somebody needs a razor blade. Look at his face. Look he clearly his... needs to shave. He's a mess. He's about three days past the shave. Yeah. Uh, so you can get a starter set, and it's amazingly just 15 bucks. You get the razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. And with the promo code Denzel, you can get $5 off of that, and that's pretty much the best deal ever. I'd like to imagine Denzel Washington somehow hearing this show and using his name as the offer code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just <laughs> or just uh, everywhere in line. Just, you know, I just like to imagine him just like, oh, that, I can remember. That's an easy code to remember. I wish when I had met him, I had told him about oh, this. That would have been great if you'd said, by the way, Denzel, if you go to Harry's dot com, <laughs> you can actually use your name yeah. as an offer code to get five dollars off razors. You know, you know, you you know, you want a Denzel. So if you're Denzel, if you're uh, uh, women or men, uh, you wh- whoever you are, you need razors that don't jack up your face and uh, are inexpensive. Um, Nobody wants a face jack. 
No, no, no at all. No, no, they do not. And, and also, uh, remember, these come shipped to your door. So you get a great shave. They just show up at your door. No cabinet to unlock. And uh, you're going to like the look and the feel of the, of the product, too. Uh, and these make for great gifts, too. People, you know, you got somebody's birthday coming up. The holidays are around the corner, according to uh, every store. Every yeah, store that's right. putting up Christmas decorations that's right now in October. That's what I'll do for my uh, four-year-old daughter. Harry's razors. Get her some blades. Yeah, get her some That's blades. That's right. So go to Harry's right now. Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in the coupon code Denzel with your first purchase. That's harrys.com. Enter coupon code Denzel uh, and get the $5 off. Start shaving better today. Welcome back to Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time with W. Kamau Bell, no Kevin Avery, and Ava DuVernay, who's a fan of the movie Out of Time. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're back. We're back. We're back. We in here. Yep, we in here. This is where we stay. All right, this is where we stay. So we're here to talk about Mo Better Blues, and I'm just giving people the a 1999. Uh, I'm going to read the Wikipedia page because it's hilarious. 1999 musical drama film starring Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes, and Spike Lee, who also directed. This is the funny part of the description of Wikipedia. It follows a period in the life of fictional jazz trumpeter Bleak Gilliam as a series of bad decisions result in his jeopardizing both his relationships and his playing career. All right, that's that is what it is. <laughs> that's a horrible synopsis, and it's not nineteen ninety nine. It couldn't have been. No, nineteen ninety. I'm sorry. Nineteen ninety. Okay, I was going to say. No, that's not possible. That was my bad pronunciation. Okay. Uh, but yeah, okay. nineteen ninety film. So, uh, and we've di- we've divided Denzel's uh, filmography into eras uh, oh, okay. for the sake of like trying to understand. So the the first era we and we've named them all after films of that era. So the first era is called a soldier story when he was just a working actor trying to break in and, and make his name. Nice. Uh, okay. The second era is called Glory after he because he won the Oscar for Glory and he really becomes like starts to become a star. Okay. Uh, the next era after for Malcolm X on is called He Got Game. Because it's, okay. it's the point that he's a major star, and everybody like he, it's called a Denzel Washington film at that point for for most people. Right, right. And then true. we got, uh, and then we got after then after uh, after Training Day, we call it the he's an icon. We call it a man on fire. He's the man on fire era where he can kind of make whatever movie he wants and do everything he wants to do. Right. And that's the Antoine Fisher era when he's like, I'm going to direct now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And then the last era is what we are now. This is the era we're currently in. We're call- it's 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 all old man action movies, so we call it the Equalizer because <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all old man action movies. Uh, I don't like this era. I'll be honest. Uh, it's. I mean, I, I really don't. I, I, there was a article we had. You know, uh, I like the Equalizer. I yeah. like the Equalizer for anybody else but him. Like, it was one of those films where I can actually say, no disrespect to anyone involved, Fuqua, much respect, yeah. Denzel, but I, it, it's like out of time. It's like, why, it's, why are you doing this? Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Why, why, are we, why are we watching this? It's fun. He can do anything he wants. I'll take that, but also give me some meat on the bones. That's why I was so excited to hear about this August Wilson thing. Well, that's, it seems um, to me that he's at a point where, I mean, I would imagine, I mean, you know, he's got, all the money he's ever going to need, but I'm sure that I, I don't know. I, I feel like you, it's not a lot of work. They're going to give you a big pile of money, and then you can focus on your August Wilson films. <laughs> like I feel like if he wasn't right. doing the August Wilson stuff and he was just doing the Equalizer, I would feel. I think I would feel differently right. about it. Uh, yeah, it so is, I, I was so thrilled to hear the August Wilson stuff, and yeah. 
and as a director, because I think he's a really, you know, I mean, yeah. I enjoy his work as a director. And so happy to see him doing more than that, but then also just to see him, you know, to get it in, to yeah. show the chops. Next, he's doing The Magnificent Seven, which is also part, I feel like, is, which I think it could be, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's Antoine Fuqua, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. But uh, Magnificent Seven, so he's like remaking it. The Magnificent Seven. I feel like it's just mm-hmm. like, he's like a guy who can play fantasy baseball now. He's just like, I haven't made a cowboy movie. I would like to do a. I would like to do uh, a franchise. So the Equalizer. He's never done a sequel before, and they're doing a sequel to the Equalizer. Which I would argue, of all the movies he's done, I would. There's way other actiony movies that he's done. That I'd rather see the Man on I Fire guy. Man on Fire. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A Man on Fire sequel. Yeah, I'd rather sure. see that guy climb out of whatever hole they threw him in and start the next <laughs> <laughs> and start round two. Yeah. I even like the one. Um, was the Equalizer the one? Okay, Denzel, it's going to be like, child, go back to your IMDb. <laughs> but what was the one recently, the other old man action one before that? There was where Safe House. He ended up in a hallway with someone at the end, and he died at the end. Is that? He that, was that, defending it was a white man with him through the Oh, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. That's Safe right. House. Right, right. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I did, too. I thought that was good. I thought, I thought yeah, that was good. I thought that, yeah, because he was, he was a bad guy, and it's it's he... We talked about this with uh, J. August Richards on here that Denzel, when he's a bad guy, you're still you're still a huge you still love him. <laughs> you're still like, yeah, 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 because he's so so great. And you know that we get into this thing of like high expectations for the one. You know, mm-hmm. people talking about Tyler Perry in the early days. He didn't do this. He doesn't do this. One person can't be all things to all people. And I think it's just such a rare thing with Denzel why this he's worthy of this podcast and other things like this podcast is something to be worthy of. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But I think you just complimented us and then took us back down a peg. Wait a minute. I was like, oh, thank Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, Amy. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Because yeah. when have we been able to watch a black actor? That's why Spike has such a, a, a place of prominence in my heart. Mm-hmm. When have we been able to watch a black actor or a black director ma- kind of matriculate through a full career before yes. they cut off at the like at the legs? Like, we don't have who we have that got... That we were able to see go from young to old. Well, that's why I feel like you know. Besides yeah. Ossie, maybe not yes. even Morgan. I mean, Morgan Freeman. It, it kind of like he popped up in midlife. Yeah, he was old. Right? It's like him and Samuel L. Jackson started yeah. at fifty-five years old for some reason. <laughs> but they were already kind yeah. of thirties, forties. Yeah. Like we've been able to watch this man grow from saying elsewhere all the way through to the fact that he can do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to do old man action pictures. Listen, yeah. go do them yeah. as long as you want. I just can't have him start to get into the old man ensemble pictures. Oh, yeah. Those, like, we're all going to Vegas yeah. and we're all going on a hunting trip. <laughs> That's exactly what, last Vegas. <laughs> That's all I'm saying yeah. is you can do, actually, you know what? Do I mean, the fact that he's six. Five. He can do whatever he wants. Just don't. Go there, I think, Yeah, I think the fact that he's 60 years, 60 years old now and he's actually headlining, like, uh, about to headline an action movie franchise is interesting <laughs> in a set. Like, if that was all he'd ever done, you'd be like, well, but the fact that this actor who we know he's got chops is, is, <laughs> is, is now he's going to do a franchise of, of action movies, of a, basically, and playing an action star, an out of, like, he's, been, he's an out of shape old guy. He's not, he's not like, <laughs> like the equalizers, like, he's not this fit, ripped guy. It's just, I think it's. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. He works at the Home Depot, right? Yeah, he works at the Home Depot. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Home Depot? Listen, I, like I say, everyone can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. He, We put all our hopes and dreams on him. Mm-hmm. And so we can talk about and debate what we want to do him to mm-hmm. do. But the bottom line is, do you, Denzel? Yeah. He's doing it, and I love mm-hmm. it. 
But yes, I I I love that the August Wilson thing is there, so he can really. He had done this. Um, I don't know if you saw this Annenberg. Uh, no, we we saw. Uh, yeah, of course, we are all over thing that. Thing that he did yeah. when he was, you know, just talking about how the stage is now really what he cares about, and mm-hmm. so instead of just saying that, actually doing the August Wilson stuff and using the films for fun and money, mm-hmm. I'm not mad. Yeah, all right, not mad. Well, that's so, cool. yeah. But I do remember the days when, you know, you would get something like Mo Better and your yeah. heart would just swoon and, you know, he's given us so many classics. So Well, yeah. let's get into it. What, what, why is Mo Better your, your number one of all time? I know you said, you, you've, you've said you, Spike Lee has a special place in your heart, as he does in mine. So what is it about that movie? Where were you when you saw it? I'm sure you, did you see it in the theaters? What did it, yeah. who, who were you? What did it do? How did it happen? Yeah, I think that's why it, it, it holds a special place in my heart because of where I was and what I was like and what I was doing at that time. And I'm a film lover who just really doesn't remember a lot about where I saw films for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I just the film takes over and just gets in my bloodstream and becomes a part of my DNA or doesn't. And I don't. I can't say, oh, I saw that with Pookie at the such and such on that summer. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. But that film, I remember. Oh, I remember wow. where I was, who I was with what I wore, and what theater I went to. Wow. All of that. And some people have that recall with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Um, but I was, that's why I knew it was 1999. It was, I had just graduated from high school, um, and I had left my mother and father's house and moved into the dorms on my own. I was the oldest of five. Okay. And one of the things that kind of characterized what my home life was, you know, we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, and I love milk. Okay. You're like, where's this going? But listen, <laughs> I am a on the journey. milk lover. Okay. <laughs> I love milk. Like, I, I used to be a big milk drinker back in the day. I just, like, a, you could just give me Ugh. a cold glass of milk with nothing else, and oh, I would wow. just be in heaven. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the that's way a... my family's economics were at the time. Yeah, milk is expensive. Milk ain't cheap. Yeah. And my mother would be like, you're not going to just have a full glass of milk because you have four brothers and sisters, and this gallon needs to love. Girl, what are you doing? Like, I used to, I used to like milk and Oreos and dip it in, oh, yeah. and like just, I had a thing. So yeah. I remember when the first day. She's I like, you better love you some Carnation Instant Breakfast. <laughs> you better have it up. You better love something. you some Kool-Aid. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It was like a luxury that I could never have growing up that I always really loved. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved into the dorms at UCLA, my mother and father dropped me off, and they left. I walked down to the student store, and I bought myself a gallon of milk, and I put it in the refrigerator as an act of defiance. Like, that, <laughs> like I was like, ah, this is mine. It's mine. It's it my house, my rules. Is it my house. Yeah. My 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 three foot house in yeah. this room that I share with two people and my rules and so that was my first summer of independence mm-hmm. and I remember going uh, they they sent all the black people to UCLA like a month before at that time it's called the freshman summer program mm-hmm. so it was just like this is your indoctrination young black girl from the hood into our way of life here in Bel Air at UCLA let's give you a month. In advance of everyone else coming so you can get your bearings. That's what that program was. So the Negroes and the brown people (laughs) and everyone would come in and we would have, so it was like a a month before, the campus was empty. Yeah. It was like a month before. So anyway, you meet friends, you're doing all that, make a long story short. At some point, that crew goes to see, it might have been when school started already, I don't remember what month it came out, but that was my crew, the freshman summer program crew, and we went to see Mo Better Blues in Westwood at a one-house movie theater, which also was a big deal for me because in Compton there there are no movie theaters. 
then or now. Oh, wow. There, there's not Still? a theater in, then and now. You can't see straight out of Compton and Compton. Oh, my God. Okay? That, that, it's like you, could, you can't see Selma in Selma. We oh. have to build a movie theater in Selma for people to go see it because it does not exist. Okay, so that gets into a whole other cinema whole, segregation yeah, piece, yeah. which I'll put in my Black Woman State of the Union yes, on a yes, occasion. Yes. But as of right now, it was that summer, it was that first year of independence, 1990, went with my crew, we were so fly, we were drinking milk, we were dressing in our own clothes. <laughs> own clothes is another big deal, because I went to Catholic school from first to twelfth grade, so yeah. it was the first time that I was able to actually wear my own clothes every day. It was a lot going on with me, milk, yes, yes. clothes, <laughs> friends, it was just, it milk. was Clothes. I, yes. I, it's all I find happening. myself in Mo. It's all happening, and Mo Better Blues is is the is the first film we all went to see, and I remember feeling so grown and sexy mm. in the club with mm. the with the jazz and the two women and Denzel and the thing, and I was going to see a Spike Lee film in Westwood with my homies in clothes, real clothes. Wow. <laughs> Not a gray wool skirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, feeling it. Like, yes, this yes. is a life. Yes. So, but from there, the film itself stands up because even now as a filmmaker and having seen so many films that traveled the world and done all that, I can still sit down and watch my better and have so much joy because that film is, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's kind of everything. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you yeah. I, having watched it a bunch of times because it was my favorite Denzel movie for a long time. I mean, it's still in my top five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was. I think there was something about it because I saw it. I, I think we were around the same age because I saw it around that. I saw. I think it was. I was 1990s when I got to high school, and uh, and I remember it. Just there's a, there's because there's a lot of that era of black movies. There's a lot of like the you know like Boys in the Hood was later, but like Colors and there's just the, there and New Jack City. And not that I grew up, not that I was even a jazz fan at the time, but there was something about it. It was such a different, it was like a black lifestyle I was sort of like aspired to. Like, I want to be yeah, in that club. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I, want to, I want to be in that club. I want to be wearing that That's suit. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, and it's also, you know, contemporary images of black people at the time. Uh, you know, we, we, we always get a lot of history mm -hmm. from the person who just made Selma. We just get, we always get a lot of history, <laughs> you know, and a lot of looking at ourselves in hindsight. But yeah. to see us in that contemporary moment, so cool and yeah. kind of so. And the other thing, I think, hands down, it's Denzel's sexiest film. It's oh, when he's yeah. giving you full throttle, yes. look at me, yes. I am a chocolate Adonis. Yes. In the, every, <laughs> every frame. Yes. Every frame. You know, when he just kind of takes his hand and puts it on his lip after he blows the trumpet, yeah. you know. This is probably a thing only the, you know, ladies or the women, the brothers who love brothers recognize. Oh, no, but no. The brothers it, who love it, ladies go, I'll do that. Okay. I'll okay. Do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're picking up. Yeah. Them. Oh, that's what you do. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> well, it, it was, you know, you know, fantastic. So I think, you know, you can look, I'm looking at his whole filmography now. There's, I don't think there's anything else where he's giving you full sex symbols in Mobetta. Is it? Am I missing something? Uh, I mean, just... Like the purpose of this is to is to make you it's, it's a good it's a good it's kind of a good date movie. I mean, it's complicated, but it is like a you know you can see your date walking out like exactly exactly yeah full sex no. symbol. You're right. I'm trying to I'm looking through it now. Full sex symbol. I mean, Mississippi Masala is often cited as. Yeah, it's a little more love story. And yeah. I don't think he was, he was, you know, I love, um, who did that? Mira? Mira, no. That Mira's film? Mira, yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, but you know, it, it, it was more love story, a little more quaint and, mm -hmm. and, 
in the in the love. This is sexy. Yes, this is you know Spike is constructing, you know, black woman fantasy. Yes, in, or not even black woman, whatever. Yes, whoever's <laughs> fantasy. Whoever likes this, this, this is. If you like Denzel, then this is your. This is the. We call it here Denzelishness. This is the. <laughs> The right. most if you like chocolate Adonis, yes. then this is happening right here. It's funny, you know the other the other sexy movie on his filmography that huh. we talked out of time <laughs> <laughs> because it opens on a sex scene. It opens on. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> no, I remember the way that that film opens. Oh yeah. my god! Yes, pause, pause. Thank yes. you. Yes, Ava. Ava DuVernay. I just did the, the thing that happens. Uh, that's a compliment. When a, when a black person goes, I know. you're dumb. You're stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> you're crazy. I just got that from Ava DuVernay. So, again, oh, boy. also in the bio, really wish you could have been there, Kevin. Really wish you could have been there. Oh, boy. You're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb. No, I remember the way that, that film opens. Oh, my gosh, because as a publicist, you know, we did, we, we, sometimes I was a very baby publicist then. Oh, not really baby. I was in a mid, but I would still go start the screenings. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, you go and you watch the first, you know, 10 minutes, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to make sure that it's fine. And that's why I remember the beginning of that movie so much. Wasn't he at the, at the small sheriff's station yep, yep. and he gets the call? Why yep. are we, listen, I'm not going to veer into it. All I know is, <laughs> please watch the first 10 minutes of Out of Time for some kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we talk about that. You, that's how you know it's a different Denzel Washington movie. You're like, they don't normally open like this. <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the. Uh, well, it's funny because you say the sexiness thing. As a guy who is regarded as sexy, uh, right, he's the only. Absolutely. As I've pointed out in before, he's the only man of color who's won People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. The, no uh-huh. other. Yeah. Uh, nobody else. And so he's regarded as sexy. But he, when you look it through, I never noticed it. There's not really a lot of like. He's not like. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of sensual thrillers. There's not a lot of late night uh-huh. Cinemax movies on here. No, there really isn't. I mean, that's a construction of just. You know, I mean, even with Idris, if you look at who's taking the sexy mantle, I guess mm-hmm. women would have say would say it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's done some things where he said, "I am standing in the swagger in this film." Like, mm-hmm. just be clear, this is what this is for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of that on Denzel. So his 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 sex symbolness has come by way of just I don't know, of just being sexy, just being just like, the inherent sexiness, yeah. perhaps. Something, yeah, something he can't yeah. turn off. Because I, it's funny because I, I have a I have a solo show that where I uh, talk about ending racism. And it's called Ending Racism in About an Hour, uh, and it's <laughs> and I use visuals and I and I use the visual of Denzel from People Magazine, Sexy Man Alive. And it's at colleges I do it mostly. And it's like 19 and 18-year-old young college women like, woo! And I'm like, he is a 60-year-old man. <laughs> and yet it but still it, translates. It, but you know what? It's true. I mean, when you really think about it, I was thinking about this with the whole Michael B. Jordan flap online recently about, you know, because, you know, he is there and ready and, 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 mm-hmm. and able, I think, to take up the mantle yes. of, you know, the next one. Because there's only been one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Denzel's reign has been long. So yes. that we, younger women have been indoctrinated with the, with the, you know, the affections of their mothers mm-hmm. and their grandmothers mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. To the point that you can go to 18 year olds, throw up Denzel, and it's just automatic response. Yes. yes it's I a, mean, it's it is the, truly. Oh, yeah. No, it's systemic at this point. I mean, it's like the whole system of your family, your black woman family is now, you know, you just don't even know what you're reacting to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, yeah, and there's nobody, I mean, what, Denzel's reign started, what would we say, late 80s? Yeah, yeah, we'd say, yeah. I mean, we're talking decades with yeah. no successor. 
Yeah, no and, 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 <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that I feel like so we've talked about this on the podcast. Denzel has tried to sort of almost name his successors. I feel like like even Derek Luke is like, hey, here's a guy you could have. And people are like, <laughs> he's good, but we're still with you. In uh, an inside man with a uh, with a uh, Chueto Edgia for it's like, here's another guy. No, he's great. He's great. But we're still with you. <laughs> like, no, American Gangster. He was like, listen, I'm going to put 20 brothers. Yes, in exactly. You guys can pick one. Pick one of these brothers. Common. Everybody Eric likes Common, Idris, T. and every cook. We're going to walk in slow-mo down the street together. You can get a good glimpse of all I have to offer. Yeah. Nah. Nah, nah, we're good. Yeah, yeah so, so I think. You like that, Kevin? That is hilarious. Oh, oh, she got jokes. <laughs> oh, Ava got jokes. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> put 20. She's right. I never thought of it that way. But, yeah, he sort of did. He just went roll call. And yeah. just kind of. None of, none of them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like a light skin? Like I'm dark skin? Like I'm British yeah. with American accents? Like, um, like, a, like rap guys? <laughs> like other rap guys? <laughs> I also, by the way, just. A Wu Tang member? Anybody? <laughs> yes. I love that I now, when I meet her, I will have an instant conversation piece in the movie Out of Time. What? How sexy it was? Any of it. Oh, okay, I thought, you Any just, of I, it. I thought you were talking about Yes, yes. Just no. in general. <laughs> the yeah, idea yeah. that she keeps referencing it. Yeah, I mean, it like, keeps coming up. It keeps oh, coming up. man, we, I we've love been, it. This, this episode has done a lot of things for us, but it has also, but mostly it has vindicated us in our love of out of time. Oh, indeed. Thank indeed. you. She, she just keeps on giving. She mm-hmm. gives so much of herself. Yeah, so so I think, you know, it's just that, that, and to look and to really see, wow, it's not even been with purposeful, sexy stuff is even more of an accomplishment. That is, yeah, this is another reason that he's the, Denzel Washington's the greatest actor of all time, period. We Every now and again, we stumble upon an actual reason, and this is an actual reason, so thank you for that, Ava. <laughs> My pleasure. My the pleasure. other thing about uh, Mo Better Blues I think is so interesting is that, you know, because it is, it's a Spike Lee joint back when they were, like, actual, like, we call, on the, on the podcast, we call it Black People Homework, like, when those Spike Lee movies, every black person had to go see or else they were going to yeah. be left out of the conversation at the barbecue yeah. or the barbershop. Yeah. And and the, all the actors that are in that movie that you're like, this, Spike Lee, whoever cast them or whoever, they, he, there's just, it's just, it's like a, it's like the dream team. It's like, a, it's like young Wesley Snipes, uh, Giancar- young Giancarlo Esposito, Denzel, mm-hmm. of course, and Samuel L. Jackson sneaks in briefly. You know, it's a. Yeah, Robin Harris. Robin Harris, rest his soul. Like there's, it's amazing how all those People went out to have incredible careers and headline their own movies and projects. And and you look back and you're like, it's funny that it seems like too much power for one movie. Right, right. Well, no, I mean, it's fantastic. And just to shout out, I'm checking just to make sure it's Robbie Reed. Yeah, Robbie Reed is a casting director, so we should shout her out. A longtime collaborator of Spike, bringing all that great talent into him. Mm -hmm. But, um, But, yeah, Bill Munn and, you know... Jolly and Cinda, Cinda Williams, and yeah, I mean, fantastic, fantastic cast. What I love, though, are their character names. Yes. yes. I mean, you can have a fantastic cast, yes. but you can't have someone named Indigo Downs. Like, though, that's a different <laughs> level. At this point, you're saying, I'm going to commit. You know, to yeah. names that don't even roll off the tongue, no. that you've never heard in any combination or form, no, no. and just going to really innovate in this space. I mean, Bleak Gilliam? Bleak Gilliam. <laughs> I, I don't even... <laughs> No, any brother's name, Blake. I don't have a, I don't have any association with the word indigo as it relates to his sister yeah, with yeah. natural hair, like yeah. you know Clark Benton Court and you know <laughs> Bottom Shadow, Hammer. You know, just I mean, really 
kind of awesome. So, I mean, just creating that world, the club, and the, the name, this felt like I, you were kind of entering into a space that was foreign in some way. You, you nailed it, aspirational. Like, yes. I want to be in there. Yes, and I still haven't We're been in, in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pads. just being fabulous. Yeah. I, yes. still, I still don't dress well enough to get into those places. So like, I'm no, still no, about. I couldn't. No, we'd be on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We'd be on the outside. Well, you had, sure. this, this forces me to bring up my favorite Spike Lee movie of all time. It's Wesley Snipes from uh, Jungle Fever. I don't know if you remember that name. I uh, do. Well, we must talk about him in the context of Mobetta, though. Yeah, that's true. Because I, this relationship between Denzel and Wesley, yes. I mean, I, you know, I, I think of the women, but I also really think there's one scene that really epitomizes what this film was. Well, gosh, there's several. But one of the top three scenes in the film for me is when Bleak is... Um, is beat up in the alley mm-hmm. uh, by Sam Jackson with his own trumpet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he hit across the straight face oh. with that final blow. Yeah. And there's just a little moment. I've even talked to actors about it as I direct uh, and other directors about it. Uh, and, of course, when you're directing an actor, you never want to say, do it like this. Yeah. You, that's the worst thing. But sometimes you could say, do you remember that film? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one scene? Wasn't that great? Yeah. Okay, let's go with that uh, action. Um, but it's just a little moment when, so he's, 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 he's been beat up. He's out by the trash bags in the alley. The crew, the band, rushes out. Right, mm-hmm. the, sh- the the shot is you see you see Wesley rushing to Denzel who's mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and he takes his. Do you know this moment? He takes his handkerchief out of his jacket, and his hand kind of shakes a little bit as he's trying to uh, like, stop the bleeding stop the on his friend's face. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen these brothers go at it through yes. the whole film, and yeah. that one small gesture of just. Ultimately, it's 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 uh it's symbolic of yes. I don't know the blackmail relationship, yes. whatever the competition, whatever the whatever. When it yes. comes down to it, there's a brotherhood there, and it's just in that small gesture, that small moment, so beautifully done by Spike and Wesley and Denzel. But that alpha male fight mm-hmm. in that film is so well done, then and it's, then it's over yeah. when it gets real. When it gets real, we put all that stuff aside. When it gets real, you put it aside. And so, yeah, no, I I love the film for all those layers. And then I love, you know, the other thing about it is that whole past, present, future construction because it starts, Mm -hmm. it opens with him as a little boy, Mm -hmm. Bleak, and then it jumps to the present, which we're with him in, and then, you know, Spike's like no one else can do it, taking you far into the future of a life that you've just experienced. Yes. Um, Just, I mean, it's master filmmaking, and it's all around... You know, a master thespian. So, really, really great film. Well, you know, I, I feel like I, I thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate. It. I'd love to keep talking about you, but I, talking to you, and I'll I'll keep talking about you after you go. I'd love to keep talking. <laughs> I'd love to keep talking to you, but I also want to respect your time. And oh uh, no, I appreciate it. I was ha- happy that we were able to to get together. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, thank you, and and we again, we'd love to have you back. And you know, for the whether you come back to review a movie or just for the state of the of the Black Women Union, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll okay. do it at the Staples Center. We'll sell tickets. We'll sell it out. <laughs> got it, got it. No, I appreciate. It. This is such a fun thing, and uh, I shout out to Omar Dorsey for putting me up on it. I can't believe I. Did not know about this little cult classic you've got going. We're on so the underground. We're, we're, that's where we like to live. Before you go, one we have to rate the movie. We have an official rating system that we do uh, okay. that is that is based on uh, Denzel's Malcolm X speech, famous speech from the movie Malcolm X. Uh, where <laughs> so uh, le- so if you want to give it a one star, it's a I've been took. 
If you want to give it a two-star, it's led astray. A three-star is, I give it a hoodwink. A four-star is, it's run amok. This movie, run amok on me. A five-star is, bamboozled. I was bamboozled. And a six-star is, this is what he does. So so how would you rate this movie? This is what he does. All right. right. Fair enough. I'm going to go with you, too, on a this is what he does for this movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Well, thank you, Ava. Thank you very well, much. Thank for you, thank you, brother. Thanks for uh, having me on, and and shout out to all the Denzelits. Um, this is so fun. Glad you all do it. Any conversation about film and our imagery on film is one that I'm, you know, yes, down yes. with. You're in the middle Let's of it. Do it. Yes. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk thank to you. you later. Thank you. Bye. Well, all right. Love <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I was listening again. My, I'm a little sweaty right now. It's like it's it, uh, uh, Kevin. Just let's just for a second take a step out of this and just go. What did what did we create here? What have we done? <laughs> what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> this is like a little. I mean, we believe he's the greatest actor of all time. Period. But we. I mean, come on. I just every once in a while during this conversation, I was like, "Who's he talking to? Is he talking to Anthony?" <laughs> <laughs> like it was. It was. It was nuts. Uh, yeah. It's 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 pretty crazy. I love that she. Um, I mean, she just had a lot to. This is going to sound. <laughs> I, you know, she had so much to sort of give. Yes. In terms of perspective, yes. which I love. I loved hearing even the tiny things she said about directing actors and how well you don't want to say this, but yeah. sometimes you yeah. do this, and you know, I mean, yeah, that was very. And again. Um, uh, whenever I meet her, yes, which you will because I, yeah, you have everything. At some oh boy, here we go. Anyway, well, I'm gonna bring that up. That'll be the first thing. Listen, um, I do not have everything. I'm before I tell her my name, I might just say, I, I just want to let you know, I don't have everything, and just see. If she's like, like, brother Kevin. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I I'll be happy to sit down and talk to her about out of time. Um, I can't wait to have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, man. I, like I said, it, uh, it just, I, I, it just worked out that way, and I wish you could have been there. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't feel like you could have said something. Or? Uh, you were you had a lot going on. You just come oh, off the Emmys, and right? You, know, you just Is had that a lot. What that you're, was you're probably trying to get cake from another store oh. for no reason. But yeah, but uh, yeah. but again, we I haven't I really had cake in a while, so I don't oh, know well, what that's just, about. Just tweet about it to a random store, and they'll get it for you. But uh, I mean, it was a good interview, right? No, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um, and uh, we, I hope to have her back on. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll let you know after I talk to her. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Kamau, I have a surprise for you. What? Go ahead and roll the tape. All right. No. I nope. No, you don't have it. Do I you? got nothing. You don't I have don't, it. No. I don't I, have. I would know. Uh, you don't have it. <clears throat> but anyway. I, what I do have is um, I did talk to Don Cheadle last week. Go ahead and roll that tape. No, no. You didn't. okay. No, you I don't didn't. Have that you didn't either. talk to anybody. All right. Well, no. No. good. We'll see. You don't. You don't even have a conversation with you and John Oliver, and you work for him. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of those. They're not on yeah, tape. No, tape. But, no, you know, no. I'm sure. Yeah. I anyway. have to reenact those, yeah. and uh, I haven't quite nailed the accent. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, that was great. Um, what else? That's uh, you know, if follow Ava. I think it's Ava ETC on Twitter at Ava ETC. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and please, here's the thing, Denzel. It's check to make sure that's her Twitter handle. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Uh, please, Denzel. It's just say thank you. We don't need to bother the woman; she's quite busy. But we do need to tell her thank you. Yeah, uh, and let her know that you you cared enough that she 
decided she didn't have to come on the show. She had no reason to come on the show. Yeah. She just wanted to. She honored us with her presence and just just tell her thank you and let her know how you think about it. Uh, obviously, this is great. There's no, you know, she she gave us the time she had. The time she, she gave us the time she didn't have to do this interview, and, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate it. Yeah, and it is at Ava Etc. Uh, it's all caps. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, generally I don't think that matters if you you know whatever. But yeah, she's, say, a, she's an all caps person. She yeah okay. Uh, oh, she's living in the world of Dwayne. <laughs> Another Dwayne Kennedy. Um, but yeah, tell her, tell her thank you, and uh, and we thank her. I mean, yes. that was great. That was a lot of fun to yes. uh, to well hear. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun to hear. Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do? But uh, follow me on Twitter at W Kamal Bell, and uh, you can follow me. I'm at Kevin Avery. And you got anything coming up that you're? Uh, um, just um, uh, just uh, got oh yeah, Kamal right now. Uh, it'll be live on KLW KALW dot org. But also, if you live in the Bay Area, you can get tickets at the Freight and Salvage at Freight and Salvage dot org. Kamal right now, a live radio talk show about the events of the day, October 29th at Freight and Salvage in Berkeley. Um, yeah, and uh, for you, New York Denzelets, um, I got a couple of things coming up uh, later in the week. Um, Friday, October 9th, I'm on a show at The Pit here in New York. It's The show is called The Bitch Seat, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not exactly uh, straight stand-up. It's more of an interesting sort of talk show where you come on and talk about uh, – Something you've you've create you've built in your past, and I'm going to be discussing my uh, the, a marionette I made <laughs> a marionette puppet I made when I was in uh, at camp in the seventh grade, and uh, so that's on the uh, the ninth at the pit. That's Friday, and uh, it's it's usually a very fun show. So come out to that, and then also if you're a Jean Grey fan. Uh, the rapper Gene Gray. Um, I'm going to be in Brooklyn at Union Hall. We're going to be doing Goonies 2.5. That's Monday, October 12th. Um, and we, I did it before. I did it earlier this year. Uh, we did a version of Ghostbusters, like a 2.5 sequel to Ghostbusters. Mm. And uh, I played, of course, Ernie Hudson's character. And um, and so, uh, yeah, come check this out. It is a, uh, I'm Andy. Okay. I'm Andy from the Goonies, and uh, it's me, it's Jean Grey, it's a bunch of other uh, very funny folks that she's going to have, but that's on Union Hall, or in Union Hall, uh, Brooklyn, that is Monday the 12th, So, uh, and I'll post some stuff about it too, some more information as I get. And shout out, I don't know the Denzel's name on Twitter, but shout out to the Denzel who created a Ghostbusters poster and fixed it and put Ernie Hudson's name on the poster. Yes. Yeah, that was, I can't remember who did that, but there was a Nizelet who saw that Ernie Hudson's name is not on the poster for Ghostbusters, the original, and he put his name on there. So there you go. Shout out. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you again to Ava DuVarnay, and uh, we'll talk at y'all later. Bye. Today's show is sponsored by Howl.fm, and I'm excited to announce that the Howl app is now available on Android. With Howl, whether you're on your iPhone, Android, or the web, you can stream or download the past six months of Denzel and all Earwolf and Wolf Pop shows for free. Uh, if you upgrade to Howl Premium for just $4.99 a month, you'll get access to amazing and exclusive content. All Earwolf, Wolf Pop, and WTF with Mark Marin archives. Uh, you get new Howl originals, brand new shows by your favorite hosts, available only with Howl Premium. I'm talking about the Sklar Brothers. They just launched their new show, Finding the Funny, on Howl Premium. Or discover more shows that are already 
fan favorite, Super Ego's Forgotten Classics or Lauren Lapkus' Psychic Show. Dozens of comedy albums, including early albums from Paul F. Tompkins and Andy Daly. Already 15 brand new hilarious Hal Originals, and we are adding new shows every week. Get access to all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for only $4.99 a month. And with the promo code Denzel, you get a full month of free trial. To redeem your promo code, make sure you create your account on the web at Howl.fm and enter code Denzel at checkout. Once your account is created on Howl.fm, you can download the app on your phone, iOS, or Android and log in with the same account details. Remember, you can use Howl on your phone or your computer, but you can only redeem my promo code on Howl.fm, the website. So go to Howl.fm, that's H-O-W-L dot F-M, and use the promo code Denzel for one month free trial of Howl Premium. Thank you, Intimidating Logger Man. I'm exhausted. Hello, hi. Have you found yourself watching the film Aliens and wondering, what is Arcturian Poontang? Did you know that line was improvised by the actor Rico Ross? Or that the bus from Speed jumped over a real freeway gap with real terrified actors inside? Or maybe it didn't. (laughs) I don't know. But I do know this. I'm Matt Gorley. And if you listen to my podcast, I Was There Too, you wouldn't ask these questions because you would already know the answers. On each episode of I Was There Too, I talk to a different actor who had a small role in some of film and television's most iconic scenes. They share stories about improvising with Robin Williams, dancing with Michael Jackson, getting screamed at by Samuel L. Jackson, and all Jackson-related stories. In clips like these... I got to rewrite at midnight one of those Deadwood monologues that's like a paragraph and a half long in backward Shakespeare. And the AD called me up and said, David wants to shoot this first thing in the morning. So we're talking, you know, 5.30 a.m. And right now it's midnight. Like, okay, do I not sleep and hope that I'm able to perform this in the morning? Or are we going to get there in the morning and we're going to do it and David is going to say, you know, let me rewrite it again. And I should just blow it off and sleep. What I ended up doing was I began crying. (laughs) For more like that, listen to I Was There Too Today on wolfpop.com or the Howl app or the podcast app of your choice. It's America. I'll see you all there in my mind's eye. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.